Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. I'm your host and Glossy senior reporter, Hilary Milnes, and joining me this week is the influencer and founder of the Chriselle Factor and Sync Productions, Chriselle Lim. Hi, Chriselle. Hi, Hillary. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, so as I just mentioned in your in your little intro, uh, Sync Productions is your latest endeavor. So why don't you give, I'm sure people are familiar with you on Instagram. You have like a million followers, but why don't you give us a little bit of background on your newest project um, and, and how you started Sync Productions? Sure, would love to. So Sync Production was a um, just natural evolution of where I started from, which is really behind the camera of just creating content. And, um, you know, as an influencer, having a blog and also a YouTube channel, it also made me realize that I was playing creative director for many of the projects that I started working on. Um, and what I soon realized after working with a number of brands, a lot of people were asking me, oh, could I hire so-and-so from your team to create content for my brand or for this project. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that they were actually um, my employees. They, they actually work for Chriselle Inc. Um, and that's when I realized with my business partner that there was such a need for brands, um, for production and content creation. Um, of course, the influencer side was amazing and is amazing, but um, we've realized through the the process of doing this for, I think, what, the past seven years that a lot of brands, they, the kind of the similarity for every everyone, every brand is that they all need a content. And so that's when we're like, oh, why don't we just form a production company, which is technically using our, our the same people that we've always used, but just kind of put a title behind it. So although Sync Productions, we recently launched it officially, we've always had it, um, but we've never really marketed it towards, you know, an audience. Um, it was always kind of more BTS and behind the scenes. So that's interesting. You think that that confusion um, with brands wanting to work with people that they thought you were working with, but didn't actually realize that they were your employees, is that mean that you were do- doing something different than most influencers do? Uh, you had like a team of a few people that you actually employed. Um, what, do, what do most influencers do? How does that sort of inner working usually go? I mean, I can only really speak for myself. I think everyone has a unique business and they run their business uh, what best suits them. Um, for me, I always knew that I wanted to build a business and a company. Um, I've always knew that it needed to be bigger than myself in order for me to continue to grow. I think early on when I first started blogging and creating YouTube videos, um, I was only able to do so much by myself. And that's when I realized that, okay, I need to hire or find someone that's better than I am in editing and better in, uh, you know, taking photos in order for me to really elevate my brand. So it it started really early on. And I think a lot of people, most influencers, um, they'll usually find 
a photographer or a videographer that they work well with and they'll work with them like by project by project basis. Um, but I think the main difference is that um, I actually have 10 employees that work for Crystal Inc. So whether it be for a sync project or for a Crystal Lim project, which is more on the influencer side, um, they're readily available for me and my team to create content as fast as we need to. And I think that was really important for me is the speed of things because as you know, in you know the digital world, one day is equivalent to one year. So it just, everything just changes so fast. So I knew that I needed people on my side that were available for me at all times. So that is why I decided to um, build my, my team. So, so, and so now you're looking at the production company that brands can work with. Um, and that includes you and your team as well, right? It's not just the team. Yeah, correct. So um, we try to separate both. Sync is short for Crystal Inc., but we really want to take my name out of it because uh, with what I do, it's so highly associated with my face and my brand already. So Sync Productions really is more about the brand and their needs and really their content creation and you know us being able to bring it to life. Um, so it has nothing to do with me, but it's more so about um, my production team and my creative team for us to be able to do that for the brand. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because the most when we think of uh, brand partnerships with influencers, what comes to mind is you know something that's very focused on the influencer themselves and that one post that might you know launch a million impressions and hopefully lead to sales. Uh, so when you take that out of the equation, uh, when you when you're sort of taking at least your your face and your name out of it. Um, you know, why do you think that that's a the smart way for, for you and your team to navigate brand relationships? Well, I think for me, the number one thing was it was all about the content from the beginning, whether it be with my face in it. And it happened that that is how it all started. Um, but at the end of the day, people, whether it be consumers or whether it be the brand side, everyone just wants great content. And that is really why I started creating YouTube videos. I actually started with YouTube before my my blog because I just loved creating content. So it doesn't really matter if it's about me or if it's about someone else. It it just it's about the message and the story that we're delivering. Um, and again, I think at the end end of the day for myself, I, I have a baby <laughs> and we're planning to hopefully eventually grow the family as well. I just realized that as an influencer it's very demanding on your physical schedule as far as like being at certain places and traveling. And I just knew that, you know, for me to continue to grow in this space, I needed to get more creative than physically rely on my own being. Um, And so this was a natural evolution for me to still be able to offer, you know, my, I guess my services and also my vision to brands without me physically having to be there um, and still be, you know, creating in the in the business in the industry. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit of a different direction because we've seen top influencers launch their own clothing lines um, or or other types of of product companies, a little bit of a way to like uh, diversify their their brands. Um, 
So, so you're saying that your passion kind of led you to the production company. Yeah. I always tell people my number one, um, of course, like clothing and beauty products that that's all a part of me as well. But my number one, I guess, product at the end of the day is content because that is how I started. Um, and kind of the byproduct happens to be fashion and beauty. Um, but the, the number one product that I've always been talking about or really passionate about has always been content. So it just kind of makes sense that my first quote unquote product is a production business. Right. And, and so when you say content, what type of content is it that you especially think brands aren't really mastering themselves and, and are kind of really hungry for and looking to, um, you know, someone with your experience to, to really handle for them or, or guide them? I think, again, everyone's a bit different, but I work with a lot with um, luxury beauty brands and fashion brands. And I think more than ever, people are realizing that even luxury brands, you know, they will have their campaign, their high level campaign with so and so shooting it with X, Y and Z model. Um, And that's amazing, right? That is the highest level of Um, uh, imagery and campaign for them but then what comes next after that how are you going to connect with your audience your customer with that campaign there needs to be a bridge um, as in digital content right and digital content is something that is so essential nowadays for brands because that is how they're going to be able to take their um, their product and be able to make it more relatable to the everyday girl who is going to be the customer at the end of the day that's going to buy the product. So our job, my job with my team, is to take that high-level campaign and make it more relatable and fun and kitschy for the digital era, for the digital generation, to really understand it and digest it. Um, An example is uh, Valentino. Valentino is... Um, we created their holiday campaign recently and their digital campaign. And of course, everyone admires Valentino for, you know, who they are. Um, but more than ever before, brands are really looking to figure out how to speak to the digital generation because those are going to eventually be uh, the people that are going to be purchasing the product. So that's our job to really come in and translate that. Uh, so how does, is this more appealing, um, or how does this experience when you're working with brands differ than if you're just doing like a sponsored post for Valentino, um, wearing something from their most recent collection? Uh, you know, where do you see, do you see this as like the evolution of, of the role that influencers play when it comes to working with brands? It's funny that you ask because, um, it's completely different. And it's almost like I have to wear two different hats when I play those roles. Um, as an influencer, and of course, being coming from the influencer side, it allowed me to understand um, a side that I would have never understood if I didn't have that platform. So, you know, it helped me in many ways, but it's very different. So on the influencer side, most brands will come to me to talk about a product or um, talk about, you know, a certain launch in my own voice. So it's how I would organically 
um, I guess, integrated into my life and into my content. So it's still very much in my own voice, in my comfort zone. Of course, we still have to push the limits on creativity and how we can, you know, capture the attention of our followers. But on the flip side, on the brand side, when you're doing production, you're on the brand side. So it's no longer about your voice. It's about their voice. Um, so it's a very, very different. And I guess brands are a lot more pickier in that on that side, just because when it's their voice, it's not forgiving. Like if one little mistake happens, it's all it's it's going to reflect on the brand. Right. So whereas on the influencer side, it's an opinion. It's your it's, you know, your choice of wearing it a certain way. Whereas on the brand side, it's very different. So, yeah, it's very challenging, actually. And it's something that I am really enjoying just being able to play both both sides. So in terms of your followers and, and everyone who looks to uh, the, you know, their favorite Instagram personalities for inspiration, do you think that people are sort of getting a lot wiser to everything being sponsored today? You know, how do you, I think, obviously, the word authentic and an organic voice comes up all the time. But how are you looking at the, like the influencer landscape in terms of how they are s- projecting themselves do you think that things are like too sponsored today and and this is sort of a way for you to go behind the scenes when it comes to working to the brand with the brands more yeah I think you know as the industry is evolving and growing more brands are becoming aware of the opportunity and just the influence that these influencers have and can make um But yeah, there are more sponsorships than ever before and there are more partnerships. But I think it's really it's really dependent on the influencer and it's up to them on what they feel like it's it best fits their brand. Um, Unfortunately, there are people that will say yes to everything um, that won't do justice for anybody, won't do justice for the followers, won't do justice for themselves as a brand. But I think you have to really just realize that this is also a business for a lot of these influencers and, you know, we have to make a living as well. So, you know, sponsorships are not a bad thing as long as you are truly authentic. And, you know, for me, whenever I use beauty, whenever we get beauty sponsorships, I have a rule of, I have to test it out at least for two to four weeks for me to actually have an opinion about it. So, and my followers know that. So they trust me when it comes to brand sponsorships, especially when it comes to beauty products. Um, So you you just have to really navigate who you're following and kind of understand what their MO is um, and just trust that. Right. And do you think that that's what led to this new class of of like the so-called micro-influencers who are looked at for this way of being like, oh, it's a little bit less commercialized because, you know, when you don't have five million or so followers, you can, uh, you just have that more, you're still a little bit more down to earth. Um, Do you think that that area is going to see a shakeout or, you know, it's interesting because this space is still so like relatively new. Um, I think we're just seeing like different generations of it cycle through. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's constantly going to change and, I don't know where it's going to go in the next few months, few years, just because micro-influencers didn't even exist just about a year ago. Um, they just kind of popped up. And I think, you know, 
even with micro influencers, because I, I follow quite a bit and I think they create beautiful content. Um, I'm seeing more sponsorships with them than ever before. And I know that some of them may or may not be organic. So I think it's still at the end of the day, um, it just comes down to the voice and the type of content and if you trust them or not. Um, just because whether it be micro influencers, whether it be influencers that have been around for a very long time, um, you know, I think they're the same problem and issue still exist is, is this, are they being authentic? Are they being true? And no one can really answer that except for themselves and their followers. So yeah, I think there, there will be a shakeout eventually of people, at the end of the day, I think it's all, it's going to come down to content and authenticity. So yeah, I think you just have to be very selective of who you're following nowadays. Right. And what do you wish that, uh, you know, we're at, the, we're at the start of a new year and this space is maturing. What do you wish that brands knew or realized more about working with influencers? Uh, you know, what, what are some um, misconceptions you think that are out there? I, I wish that a lot of brands for 2018 would understand the value of long-term partnerships um, more than one-offs. I think one-offs are great um, for what it is, but if they want to see immediate return, because I, I hear the, uh, the word, um, what's the ROI, ROI, right? Just because that's what all the brands want to know. But the, the brands that really truly understand the influencer world and the digital world, they understand that it's not going to happen overnight. Um, it, and, that's like anything else, right? You you wish that there was a quick fix to, to getting more followers or getting more engagement, but it's truly the brands that understand the investment of long-term relationships and building upon that. I feel like they will see the most return on investment. Um, so yeah, I, I hope and wish that more brands will understand the importance of pu- figuring out you know, aligning themselves with people that truly are a great reflection of their brand, not just based on how many followers or how many numbers they have, but more based on style and aesthetic uh, and being able to stick with that person for a longer term. And then they could they could go back and see if it was worth the ROI or not, because I think you have to, to give it time and be patient with it. Right. It's a, it's a longer game. No one post is going to turn the entire ship around. But so you mentioned your, your two to four week um, tester criteria. Uh, what else do you have to make sure is, is arranged before working with brands um, for, for the Chris Hell factor specifically for your own brand? Uh, you know, I think establishing expectations around what, um, what brands want out of it in general is, is important to start with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're very clear from the start, um, especially with gifting. Um, as you know, gifting is a whole nother thing. A lot of brands are hoping that they will um, gift someone a product and they will, you know, hopefully get a mention or whatnot on Instagram. Um, we always say we don't accept gifting, but if you would like to gift, then feel free to send it over. But there is no guarantee for any 
promotion or whatnot. And if there is, it's because it's purely organic and it's because I absolutely love the product. Um, so we make that very clear from the start. And I think it's all about being clear in the beginning, just because you don't want to set any false expectations from people. So we, I definitely have, we definitely have that as a rule. And then also, um, skin product, you know, I think with skin and beauty, it's so important because it's not like you just wear it and you could just take it off. It's on your skin and it's going to be on your skin for a while. Um, and so, and it takes a while for it to show any results. So that's why we have the rule of testing it out between two to four weeks before having any mention or say about it. Um, and I, I always do it on my stories as well. I always update my followers on the stories, on Instagram stories, on the process of progress of a certain product if they want to see my honest review on it. Um, so that being that, and then also with clothing, it's just, it has to make sense. Like it has to fit, fit me well. Like I can't sell something that I don't believe in and it's not a good fit. And if it feels cheap and whatnot, like it, it just really has to, to feel good. Right. And, uh, you know, just looking through your, your, your Instagram, um, not, not even, YouTube, but the Instagram alone, you don't see a lot of like the hashtag ad or hashtag spawn. Uh, do you think it's important to maintain that that balance and make sure that it's not just, you know, pummeling people all the time with ads? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, um, hashtag ad and hashtag sponsored is um, kind of a rule now. So you kind of have to go with the guidelines at the um, FTC. So we do follow that guideline when it is sponsored um, or the paid partnership um, little feature now that you can do on Instagram. But as far as organic content, I try to really balance it out just because, you know, although people love to see content about, you know, beauty products and whatnot and uh, fashion products, but they really, my followers especially love to see what's going on behind, you know, those products, such as like my mom life, like what I'm doing with my daughter. I have this hashtag called Chriselle at the park, just because every weekend I'm at the park with my daughter. Um, so that's just like purely an organic Instagram of me at the park in my outfit, what I do every weekend. And they love that kind of stuff. So I think it's really important to, to balance out the business side as well as your personal side. Right. And I think that brings up the question of freedom. Um, I know that I think I was reading somewhere that you said you had turned down um, a ambassadorship, like a exclusive partnership with a brand. And why is that a turnoff for you? Um, I, you know, I think a lot of what you said already explains it, but we, that element of freedom seemed, seemed to come up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I'm a content creator and I am speaking out of my own voice of my opinions. Um, not that I'm saying that I will ever not sign or turn down a, um, I don't know, a partnership maybe with a brand that I really, really absolutely love that I believe in for an exclusivity, not saying that that will ever happen. But, you know, as of now, for me, I do really value the freedom that I have, just because I'm able to talk about any beauty product and any skin products. Um, I'm, I'm able to test it out at any point uh, and just talk about it just because I do have that freedom. And I think the Chriselle factor and my YouTube channel 
um, it shows that, it reflects that because I'm constantly talking about so many different products. Um, and I'm aware that once there is some exclusivity, things will change a bit. <laughs> um, so I'm a bit more sensitive to that. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so we're almost out of time, but just uh, as we're we're looking to what's next for um, Sync Production, as well as the Chriselle Factor, uh, what would you say to other influencers who who kind of want to get to that level where they can both balance this like a company side that that's working with brands on higher level content creation as as well as the uh the day-to-day personal blog life i think that my number one advice for any influencer who's looking whether they are established or whether they're just looking to start off is is invest into your business i think it's really easy to get caught up with all the money that you could potentially make in this in this space. Um, but for me, for the past, <laughs> I've been doing this since 2010, which is almost eight years or a little past eight years now. And I realized that the most important thing is if you're really looking to build this out into a business and into something bigger than yourself is to invest your money and your time back into your business. I think for the past eight years, um, I've been fully just investing everything back into my business. I think it was up until like maybe two, three years ago, I just started to see some money in my own bank account just because I was so obsessed with continuing to grow this thing. Um, And I think, you know, you can't be caught up with how much money you're going to make and, you know, just be worried about that just because if you see this long term, then it'll come and it'll happen. And also finding people that are better than yourself. Um, people are always talking me, talking to me about how amazing my video content is. And although I would love to take full credit for that, I just hire people that are better than me on my team. <laughs> um, great, yeah, I think, and I think, you know, and, and by doing that, you built basically your own production company. So there you go. <laughs> exactly all right well we're just about out of time but uh thank you so much chriselle for joining us i really appreciate it thank you so much for having me hillary great and thank you for listening we'll be back next week with another episode and in the meantime be sure to chat with us on itunes stitcher and leave us any feedback you have 